0: What up? Ooh, what's going on? Y'all, you can't be leaving me like this, bro. <laughs> I start questioning my self-worth. I be sad. It was, <laughs> all right, man. It was, it was the vid. The vid got me. The Rona Rona. <laughs> this could have been a much different podcast. <laughs> It'd have been just me. Empty chair over there with a bottle of Corona. It's like. <laughs> it, oh, man. Yo,
1: for real, man. Welcome back, everybody, to the Carpet Football <inaudible> Podcast, episode 130. Oof. We doing it. Let's go. Every week, go as you thought. know, right? <laughs> we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things making an impact, whether they be good, bad,
0: or otherwise. Hit them with the drink of the day. Oof, let's go. Yo, uh, Sean came through today with one of my favorites, man, a uh, uh, New York Sour. Uh, if you have not had a New York Sour, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, know your eyes do not deceive you. That is a, a bottle of wine with Snoop Dogg on it, uh, which... This podcast, if you haven't been with us the whole time, we started off drinking wine. Yes. Yes, we and did. And then it That's morphed right, into man. cocktails, I mean, yep, man. Yep. So it's funny. Uh, but you we, you see a bottle of wine and you see a little bit of a Buffalo Trace up there. So this drink does, in fact, have both. Uh, so New York Sour. Going to do a, a, a shot of your bourbon, So which we got the Buffalo Trace today. Going to do an ounce of a lemon. So we squeezed a whole lemon in there. Uh, you're going to do a half an ounce of simple syrup. Yep. And you shake that up in a shaker. Uh, with with ice and then obviously you're gonna pour it in a glass with ice and then you're gonna top it off with uh I like to do the the, the spoon pour uh, or you can do an ounce of the red wine up top and you can't see it here but uh IG IG. And our, our Twitter, uh, and, and the Facebook, and you'll see the drink, the picture on there, it'll it'll be it'll have the separation there. You can see the red wine separating from the, the bourbon and the lemonade Yeah, the drink, it. It drink looks is cool. pretty, man. It is it is a pretty drink, man. It is. It's foofy. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's foofy but it's so good, man. But but these Listen. The next day? The next day. And then and the, the other thing too. Yeah, so so don't cheap out on the wine or the I, I know it's being mixed, but don't cheap out on the wine or the bourbon. The next day. And they sneak up on you, man, because they're so delicious that like after like three, you're like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Yeah, you yeah. like why am I undressing? I, I think I'm on three right now. So yeah. if my clothes start coming off, stop me. <laughs> <laughs> i am like Sean the camera's rolling. Sean the camera's rolling. We're gonna have to launch our OnlyFans just cuz like, all right, we're not letting the footage go to waste. <laughs> If I go monetize, yeah, I might, yeah, might want to stick around. I might start perking here in a minute. <laughs> pop that, pop that, pop that. It's gonna get wild. Oh man,
1: no, but it's really good. And then on like, on the IG, you'll see the, the drink. Even um, it's one of those like if you serve it to somebody, like it just looks cool because yeah. because the wine like it sits on top until until you either stir it or whatever so that, it, that that separation looks really cool
0: i've done it man with like company over and i'll serve them that and i'll be like "Well, oh, like, you know you get to like just make me whatever and, and right. like, because i've i'll always generally have a bourbon and i always have like uh, red wine so um i've made it for people and they're like what's this and then they're like oh that's so good but then of course like two later they're like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah you've had enough <laughs> Yeah, man, this is good. I love this one, man. Uh, and it's been a while. I, I haven't had it in... Oh, actually, no, no. I, I made it uh, maybe within a month. I made it for something. I can't remember, like, something with, with people together, yeah. and, I, and I made it. But um, it's probably the last, But before that, it had been a while since I had it. And this, uh, this was one of my go-tos, man, With between the old fashions and these. I yeah, I think this. we did it one
1: other time. We might
0: have done it on here before. Yeah,
1: we sure. did it, like, one other time. Matter of fact, I didn't realize it until I, I tried it at home, and then when I, when
0: I tasted it, I was like,
1: oh, yeah, we've had this before. I think early on.
0: Yeah early on probably like episode 53 i don't know i'm just gonna throw that <laughs> watch it be right <laughs> don't don't go back looking for that episode that's right that's right for that drink just go listen to it <laughs> <laughs> so yo man
1: my cover for another week is going out on behalf of my week my previous week Ooh. as i just said i was uh my my whole household was stricken with covid19 wow. i had the rona rona the vid whatever you like to call it, um, but my footprint is going out to uni- a couple of doctors from university of British Columbia in Canada, Dr. Francois Jean and Dr. Jimena Perez Vargas. Um, these folks, they found compounds that could actually stop the coronavirus and the flu virus from infecting human cells. But what's interesting is where they actually found these compounds. They found them in sea sponges and marine bacteria.
0: That's so, bro, what would, bro? Why would you go? Why <laughs> would you look there? That's what I was thinking. Like, what and, would and, compel and, and, you to right, look
1: there? And then and, 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 and how do you make the connection?
0: Yeah, I don't even know. You know what how, I mean? Is that a whoops discovery or was it? Dude, so the, the, they named, they named the three
1: compounds. Um, I'm not going to go into those here because I'm not smart enough to, 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 know exactly you know what those are and 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 how they would benefit you know this situation but yeah these guys found it and I, i'll tell you man this past week um i took a vacation from work not because i had corona not because i had uh 19 um but i ended up getting it and everyone in my household got it and it affected us all differently like dude
0: is it still 19 Oh, I mean, there's different variants. So should it be 23? Like, how do we know? <laughs> how do we know it's not lingering from 22? Like, what makes it? Yeah, sense? I don't know, man. I got to say
1: this, though. Mine started out, so I'll just speak on, on, on behalf of myself. I woke up with chills and nausea. The nausea went away in the first day. Then a cough started. Okay. I had a day where my, both my legs hurt for some reason. So random too. <laughs> like, then that, went, that, that lasted like 24 hours, that goes away. And then the, the cough kind of lingered for like a few days, but I, didn't, I, I only felt, and I wouldn't even say I felt bad, but, but I felt like the, the, I only wanna lay on the couch and not, like, not do anything for about two days. By day three, I was like, I, I, I realized that I felt better when I was outside. So, so, I, t- so, I, so I began to do, like,
0: outside things. Okay. I went bike riding. Um, you, know, to, you think to, it was to, just being up? Do you think it was just the whole sun thing? Do you think it was...
1: I don't know, man. I don't. It could have been all of the above. Placebo, of, yeah. Just like, gonna go outside. Right? And it could have been all of the above, man. I don't know. I just know that for me, like being outside was 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 better for me. I know my wife would probably tell you very different. You know, she was she felt better being inside. Yeah. Um, but it has lasted her like the longest. Like the 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 effects of it, like I sort of sort of still lingering
0: for her, whereas mine are pretty much gone. Do you think that's because? I see it's interesting, right? Because you guys are on the same household, so you would yeah. go like the factors that would change would be like um, your like 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 you figure diet wise, you guys are all eating the same, but, mm-hmm. but you obviously have like a like a, a strict sort of workout regimen, yeah. and then supplement wise and Like, do you think that played a factor in your recovery over hers, or do you think it was just? Like it's just genetics or you think it's just I don't like a person is different or? Well, you know
1: what? Like my, uh, I have two sons, I have three sons actually, but um, one of them they didn't get it at all. Um, nothing. Been in the house. Nothing. Yeah. Been in the house with us all week, didn't get it. The other two got it, um, had similar symptoms to me, but do not have similar workout regimens as, as I have, right? But they pretty much like me, you know, like- same, pretty much the same symptoms, and then got over it in the same uh, time span. And 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 my wife was different, uh, but she had, just she had never know what this thing. Which I think is she what also the fear had, was like, in the first place. Right? She also has pre like uh, respiratory conditions. Okay, so I think it affected her worse than everybody else.
0: I, and I think that's what the like like looking back like right. <laughs> it's, it's funny that we're talking about COVID now in January of twenty three. Right, which is wild. like three years. Yeah, three bro. years, man. So it's like. It, That's it, right. It, it, it,
1: it was three years, like in March, when the shit shut
0: yeah, down. Yeah, when everything shut down was March 2020. So it we're three years from that. But it was like 2019 when it was like you're hearing like rumblings in China and yeah, Italy, and you're just like, huh, it's never gonna hit here, kind of thing. Like, but it's it's interesting because like as time has passed, like remember how like the fear initially like that everyone had, and I think like looking back on it now, like we're obviously like. You know, like before, if you have tell me like yo, I got COVID, I'd be like shit, Sean. Like you know, you like, told me you I was gonna kinda die. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna like, All right. so we not doing the pot. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't coming over. Like I, I probably would have still done it to be honest with you. Like it's just, it's it's one of those things now where I think because we we feel more comfortable. I think initially it was like exactly what you were saying. You just didn't know how it was going to impact people. And obviously a lot of people died, but like the thing was is that it was so inconsistent in how it affected people that you just didn't know. And so, but I think now if you don't know someone who's been affected by this in some way, shape or form, and I think that's almost what it took for us to sort of get normalized and not buy into like the, the, like the hysteria that like the news sold us to in the beginning. Like now you're like, Bro, I know hundred people that have had COVID, none of them died. You know, like now it just becomes one of those things that's so right. normalized where you where initially it was just like, oh, the news, man, the people are dying every day. And they did, but I think I think the number is daunting when you look at it and you see that counter on the news every day counting up. And then I think it's different when you're three years in and you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows and like everybody around you has had it to some right. extent. And you're like, Oh yeah, you know, and then there are the people who's like, Yeah, I lost a bunch. And then yeah. there are people who like Yo, man, I lost. You. But dude, think about it, bro. If you if if you have a hundred family members who got it and friends and what are and two of them died, that's still a good number, right? In the grand scheme, it's a, it's a shitty. Obviously, the individuals makes it shitty for you, but like, yeah. So it's funny, man. Like now you look at it, you go, man, that's exactly what freaked us out before. But it's just like, yeah, we don't really know how it's gonna affect you. Like you said, there was like yeah. three, four people in the household that got it. None of you guys had it like exactly the same. Everybody felt something. Yeah, I had a family member
1: call me today um and he was like and he was like yo man like how you doing and i was like oh like i'm good i had a couple you know a couple bad days but like i'm 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 probably 98 percent like fully recovered i don't think i checked like
0: yesterday the day before i was an asshole friend i was like (laughs) you sent me a meme or something somewhere in between i was like ah, he's good I think I was like, Dax sucks. <laughs> I was like, there he goes. <laughs>
1: he I I was like, he's alright. <laughs> no man, don't worry, my, my friend member that called me today, it wasn't to check on me. He had a computer question. <laughs> yo, how you doing? But like, yo man, you you guys alright? You're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, man, how do you fax shit? To how do you computer? <laughs> <laughs> how do I extend this three sixty five subscription? <laughs> so yeah, man, oh, it's, yeah. De- it's definitely normalized. I mean, and in, like, like you said, throughout the last couple of years, I've known several even like coworkers who've had it several times. Yeah. Which I sometimes I go like, motherfucker, you work from home? How, how you, you, you keep getting <laughs> it? How you keep <laughs> <laughs> the Amazon guy keeps getting
0: But that's so true. How you work from home and get out. <laughs> Cause I say you you fairly you went mostly unscathed for like a year plus right when it first yeah nothing because you worked from home though so you didn't have a reason to leave the house yep shit man I was already quarantined that I knew people that it was like a recurrent thing it was it's been a quarter it's almost time to get the COVID. Bro, I thought if I didn't get it in Jacksonville, I'm never gonna get it. When I went to Jacksonville a few yeah. weeks ago for the game, bro, there was just it was one of those things where I just looked around. I was like, look at us coughing in public and shit, bro. And I was like, that's <laughs> <cool."> <laughs> I was like it was all cold outside. Dude. I, like, <laughs> I wanted to kill you, bro. You sent me that shit. I'm so glad they lost this fast. Yo, when you sent me that, that one weekend they lost, I was like, I was like, fucking Sean hates me, bro. I was like, why? Why would you do that to me? That shit was ingrained In my brain. (laughs) Oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I was like, and then they started doing it on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This past weekend. (laughs) I was like, oh. All right, man, what you got? man. Ah, dude, so uh, sort of in the, I guess in keeping in the football world, uh, I have, uh, you hear these stories all the time about like pro athletes that go broke. You know, pro athletes that are in the news because they committed crimes or whatever it is, man. And so I, I wanted to – I read this story this week about Warwick Dunn. I remember Warwick Dunn, oh. the former running back to the Florida Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Atlanta, Florida, Florida State. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Warwick mm-hmm. Dunn, man um, – you don't know a story, man. Work done had a mom who was a police officer. I think she was killed in the line of duty. Uh I yeah, she was a single mom, raised him and his siblings, and all that stuff. Work done dedicated a lot of his like uh a life, like his career, he was making money into building houses for like families, for, or, like, like single moms yes. and all that kind of stuff. That's like, what it was. So single cool moms. For yep. single moms. And he and he's done that a lot. Like I and mean, he's done hundreds of houses. I and mean, he was that doing he, that while he was playing. And he was doing that while he was playing, and he has continued to do that. And so, you know, I wanted to shed light. He's also helped. So he's helped build more than 170 homes for needy families um, in, in his time. Uh, is he and, doing it all in like the Tampa area? I no, I think it's there and I think it's in his hometown. Where is he from? Uh he grew up somewhere in the is south. Is it in Florida? Man. No. No? No, no, no. Somewhere in the South. I'll tell you right now. I, for some reason I want to say like the no, I'll love Tennessee. Tell, tell me your story. Um so yeah, so so that I wanted to call attention to that, but then the other part is um, you know, you always hear of these pro athletes going broke. And uh one of the things that stuck out to me was that uh this story about work done this week. And I had no idea about it, and it's funny, man, because I'm a nerd when it comes to this sort of the economics of football. But um, when Warren Dunn took his contract with the Atlanta Falcons, the way he he sort of structured his deal was: is he took sort of uh, he didn't take the the max; he took like nine million dollars, something like that, whatever it was. Okay. And then in that nine million dollars, or at the end of it, he took nine million dollars, and he invested in buying the team. So he had like a thirty-six million dollar contract. That's all he made lifetime. In the NFL. So it's wow. uh, 36 million is a lot of money, but when when you're talking in the context that guys today get that right. per year, it's crazy. Work done made that over the life like of his career. So when Atlanta gave him that contract, he obviously used that money to live off, but then at the end, on his way out, he took $9 million and bought 1% of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, that wow. 1% today at $9 million is worth over 50 easily if you're just talking team valuations. But then he also has a piece of every single, so every time these contra- these TV contracts change, his obviously net worth and his percentage changes, he gets a cut of the gates, he gets a cut of the souvenirs in the stadium, he gets a cut of the uh, food, everything. And so like, wow, he's him. turned that into generational money. Yeah. So $36 million, he's flipped it into this investment in himself and the Atlanta Falcons, and he actually, which I didn't know, I didn't know he owned the Atlanta Falcons, man, and so when you look at this guy who's dedicated sort of his life to, to, to paying back his community and you know recognizing a situation that he was in and that he wasn't sort of unique in that there was a lot of people in that and then you know i think you always hear the uh, the pro athlete that goes broke you know what, what what's the the statistic it's like 60 or 70 it's percent stupid. of pro athletes are broke yeah. within like two years of exiting whatever pro league it's really bad in the nba in the nfl and um to see that he's turned that into generational wealth and he has continued to like give back to his community. So it's, it's actually accelerated his ability to be able to give back. Right. I just thought about it. it was such a cool story. Such a, uh, uh, I remember him being such a great player too in the NFL. You're not talking about a guy who was like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, he's like sort of like a B squad player. Like Warwick Dunn was the man when he was well, playing. Was he
1: part of that Super Bowl team? With, yes, uh, with the
0: Atlanta Falcons. They lost, but he was part no, of that. No, but I mean um, with Tampa. No, I think he was already a Falcon by then. <clears throat> really, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He
1: played with um, who's the other the the the, the fullback?
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the the guy with the crazy last name. Uh, no, Allstott. That's All-Star. what you're talking about. Mike Allstott. Yeah, yeah. He did play with him, but he was on the Michael Vick Falcons team. So I think he might have. Did he? Had he had just left? He might have so just—he wasn't on that. that so that, I don't Tampa think he was on that Tampa team that, team won. that won a Super Bowl. Okay, because I think he was already in Atlanta, and in Atlanta he did that. He was on those Michael Vick squads that were like going to NFC. I think they were making deep playoff runs in Michael yeah. Vick's first few years. But he, um, so Baton Rouge, by the way, it's, it's where Baton. Okay, he grew I thought up. it was in. The, I was like, I knew it was in the South so yep. we Just couldn't. Yeah, Baton Rouge, so, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. His mother was a cop there and uh, just killed in line of duty. He has given back to Baton Rouge, did it in Tampa when he played here, I think mm-hmm. did it in Atlanta as well. Um, just a, a cool story, man. A guy that's continued to sort of give back um Yeah, man, she was shot and killed when he was eighteen. Yeah, that's wild. So bro. senior in high school. And I remember them doing you know how they always do those sad stories when you're watching like football games, like if it's like a playoff game or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, spend time. And I remember like for years I remember seeing that and knowing that story about him. And then knowing that he had built the houses and stuff. And then this week I was reading articles and it was um it was about these athletes that sort of uh uh, turned these, like, what they call sort of lower-end contracts into into big money, and one of them was, was this story, man. I thought it was cool. The other one, man, and not to take away credit from work done, but David Beckham's deal with, which I didn't know either, David Beckham's deal with the Galaxy when he came to MLS, have you ever heard the whole story behind that, no. man? David Beckham was playing for Real Madrid at the time, which yep. is like a legendary soccer program. Obviously, Spain, Real Madrid out of La Liga. He turned down way more money to play in La Liga and stuff to come to LA Galaxy to play, like why? way less money. So at the time, that's what everybody was saying. They're like, why would you take less money? So let's say he was making 20 mil a year and Real Madrid at the time. And this is like early 2000s, late nineties. So actually, I think it was late nineties. Um, so the MLS wasn't big yet. The average MLS franchise. They're at that still time, not big, by the no, way. No, <laughs> but and you look at it in comparison to now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and just to give you some context. So part of his contract, the reason he came over. So let's say he was making 20 mil a year. They gave him five. And people were like, you're fucking crazy. You left for five mil a year. The other thing that he signed was he got, um, he got to lock in the price for a, an MLS team. Uh, Had he left. So that's the major contributor here was there was a couple things that he got along the way. Um, And one of them was revenue share. So what they don't know is that his base salary, yes, was less than Real Madrid, but he actually negotiated a percentage of MLS revenue, not just LA Galaxy. So he got it. So he actually made more money. So he made 50 mil in, uh, in those first years there because he took a percentage of everything MLS made. But the big thing that he got out of that was the franchise fee for MLS, he locked it in at like twenty-five million, which at that time was crazy because it was actually five. And people were like, you know, this seems stupid. Fast forward to now, and he has since opened up uh AC Miami or whatever it is, Miami Football Club. Oh, that's his? So that's his. Okay. So he paid his twenty-five million dollar fee. But the teams that have recently joined, so Charlotte has joined recently. Um, there's another, te- no, it's not Portland, anyway. There's been like three or four expansion teams in MLS in the last two or three years. Their fees were anywhere from 100 mil to 200 mil. That's David great. Beckham locked it in at 25. That's so, fucking yeah, nice. it was another one that that he did. So, so yeah, man, I just thought it, it was cool to just shed some light, um, on some of those stories, but specifically work done, man, where he's been giving back to his community. And I think, yeah, shout out to that. yeah I mean, we're always talking about people making an impact i think and we always talk about like man what happens if this doesn't happen like what's the butterfly effect of that one decision right and then you know uh, i think someone like work done is like what what happens to these kids if work done doesn't build them a house what happens to these these moms or these dads or the you know like like what change in these people's lives just because of this one thing this one generous sort of um Action by this one guy, like like you know, even if one person changes the entire trajectory of their life for the better, yep, uh, you know, probably worth it. So I I thought it was just cool, man, to to just set some light. And on. now that
1: you mentioned it, I'm looking here because someone sent me this week, um, the contracts that I can't I can't find it right now, but the contracts for uh, Ronaldo, and and then and then Messi, what he was offered by the
0: the Saudi club, the Saudi club. They are ridiculous. Oh, Ronaldo's making like two fifty a year right now, two hundred million a year. Dude, I
1: have to, I have to find. No, this. I
0: think, I think Ronaldo's is is two fifty for two years or two and a half years, which that's stupid money. And I think rumor has it that Messi has been offered anywhere between three hundred to four hundred million per year to or go play. It's something ridiculous. It's yeah, it's it's like it's like these
1: uh, MLB, you know, slash NFL like
0: huge contracts for a year for one year yeah you're talking about Ronaldo is gonna go make a quarter billion dollars to go play in Saudi for two years and you've seen you know what's crazy they're actually changing their law to allow him to play there so that his girlfriend can live with him because remember it's Saudi Arabia oh. <laughs> you know we, how, don't, we don't allow that shit you see how real quick that shit changed <laughs> hey, I love it because it shows that we're not the only ones willing to compromise our morals <laughs> 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 I, was like, I was like shout out to you guys it made me respect them more I was like alright they're willing to you guys
1: aren't as special as you we guys thought are, yeah, yeah yeah I was like okay I thought
0: they'd be sticklers for that shit like nope you know because of the world cup stuff they were like mm-hmm. no, nah, we're not selling alcohol in these things or whatever in the middle east obviously it wasn't Saudi, but still it's I I thought that they would be sort of a little more rigid on that. And supposedly they're looking like amendments to their law specifically to allow Ronaldo and his girlfriend to live together while he's there playing. That's
1: freaking nuts.
0: Listen, man. Even that's Saudi money. (laughs) (laughs) That's all money. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We need to get a soundboard with like sound effects. Right. And that needs to be one of them. That oh (laughs) money. I miss George in that twang. (laughs) But
1: yo, man, um, staying with sports like this weekend, um, you know, huge games in the NFL. uh, For those for those of you NFL fans, the fucking Cowboys, man, dude, not for nothing, man. I thought the Cowboys had a good enough team to beat that San Francisco team only because San Fran had Brock Purdy
0: playing yeah, yeah you forget the talent was good enough to the yeah.
1: talent yeah i thought that their their defense and their and and their uh they had skill positions on the offense bro dak prescott i'm listen man i'm gonna let you take it man let's
0: fucking go <laughs> listen this has been the year of vindication for me i ain't want to rub it in but i've i've been talking so much shit <laughs> about dak and uh, a Russell Wilson for so long. And this year it was like, y'all see what I've been telling you guys for fucking ever. Bro. And listen, it's funny, I had this conversation with my brother over the weekend. I actually think Dak today is better than the Dak I was ripping when he got the deal a few years ago. Like, I think he's a better a better quarterback today. Yeah, probably. I just don't think he's a forty million dollar quarterback, and that's why I kept saying, like, I'm like, I don't care what the market. No, tells man. You.
1: I, I think he's like twenty to 25 yeah, twenty.
0: Yeah, 25 mil. I think he's in that range where you have where you have Ryan Tannehill and and those guys. I'm like, that's what he he's is. a middle
1: of the road. He's guy. a middle of the
0: road guy. He's not a Joe Burrow. He's not a, a Josh Allen. He's not a Patrick Mahomes, and he's getting that. No, I, I think next year he's the second highest paid player in the NFL. If I'm not mistaken his cap hit to the Cowboys that's absurd like I'm sorry and I wouldn't go as far to say that Dak is trash because I actually think Dak is better than Russell Wilson I just don't think he's worth the 40 million dollars like I never thought he was that guy listen and in his defense I think if Dak has Sean Payton I think if Dak has Mike McDaniels I think if Dak has Pete Carroll he probably takes this team to an NFC championship game. I think the quarter, the, the, the So you, the, think the Mark, coach, you think
1: McCarthy is a, I think McCarthy's is, trash. Is problem?
0: Dude, mm-hmm. McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers for what, 15 seasons? And he got one Super Bowl out of him and no other appearances, right? That I can think of. Did he get him one more appearance? Do you? Um, ooh. Did they go twice? And in an NFC that was weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were dealing with the Lions that were struggling. You dealt with the Bears teams that struggled. You you dealt with the Vikings team that were really bad for yeah. about a decade. Like, the best you got out of Aaron Rodgers was a bunch of these appearances in the NFC title game and then out. So do you bring back – do you bring Aaron Rodgers over – do you reunite McCarthy no. with Aaron Rodgers no, no, because I don't think, on that Cowboys team? No, not on that Cowboys team. Because I think you do it if you get rid of that coach. I don't think you do it with Mike McCarthy. No. I do think I do think Aaron Rodgers wins a could win a Super Bowl with that team. I think Tom Brady could win a Super Bowl with that team. I think honestly, I and I do think if Sean Payton was coaching that Cowboys team, that Cowboys team beat San Fran. Like I, I I I do think that Dak would benefit from someone like a Sean Payton and all that. But I I just don't think he's good enough to overcome his shortcomings with, like, meh coaching.
1: So here's the other thing that I saw from Dak in that game. There were two plays. Forget about his turnovers. Mm -hmm. There was two plays, one to C.D. Lamb and one to uh, who's the other, like, kind of high-profile receiver. I can't remember his name right now. He underthrows both of them. Both of them outthrow his ball by a lot. yeah. And they both had to come back. CeeDee Lamb makes the catch. The other guy doesn't. No, Was it T.Y.? T.Y. Hilton? It yeah. might have been him. T.Y. Hilton, yeah. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure so don't quote me on that. But I remember watching that play and I go like, yo, throw the fucking ball. Like, if CeeDee Lamb it goes for a score, if the ball is placed where it's supposed to be. Yep. Um, T.Y. Hilton, if that's the guy that was there, makes the catch at least. If the ball is if where the ball it's is supposed it. to be.
0: Dude, there's a couple times where he throws balls into the dirt where you're like, that guy was by himself. Like, why did that ball... And it and then it hops like five feet in front of him and yeah. it hits the ground and you're just like... Dude, but these two were like him loading up to launches. And I'm, just, and I'm like, yo, like, you, like your guy outran your throw. Outran your throw, yeah. Which, he's supposed to at least have a good arm. You yeah. know, like... Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I just... I go back to... Uh, just never thought it was worth the forty million dollars, man. Uh like and I think these like fan bases get caught up in the oh, it's his last year, he'll leave. It's like, okay, let him leave. Like, yeah, let him go. Let him go test the market. Cause you know what would have happened to Dak? Nobody would have given him forty million, you would have got him for 30 or whatever, 25. Like I think it's it's interesting. I think the the Giants are in that predicament right now where they're gonna have to pay Daniel Jones. So you pick up I don't know if it's fifty so is he, years he, is a is team option done? or a player option. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's four years in, if I'm not mistaken the fifth year, I can't remember if it's a player option or a team option. Um but I but I think what'll happen is you either have to franchise tag him for one year and so maybe you 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 pick it up and then you franchise tag him one more year to okay. see what he's got. Um or you just go try to address it in the draft. Like if you're the Giants, you massively overachieved with that roster. <clears throat> That's how good Dable is. Like I you know, going back to coaching, like if Dak has Dable like probably wins that game because you didn't get blown out. You know, like you said you're playing against lost Brock Lost by Purdy. seven. Lost by seven. And it's hilarious, man. I was like, I'm like, just just go up by a touchdown. These guys aren't gonna catch you. Like it and I've never looked forward to a field goal more in my life. The end of <laughs> the that extra game. Point. Oh my God, the extra point. Never looked forward. I'm like, please, please Dude, score just because I, I want to see blocked. this guy kick an extra point. It was gonna go. It was gonna it was, be bad. Too. It was gonna be wild. Yeah, yeah. Unless it does the whole hook thing, like you know, some field goals tend to draw. Yeah, no, but that shit looked terrible, man. I'm like, yeah, that's probably another miss. And you know, it's funny. In some ways, it was worse than the miss. I think because now that guy's in his head for the rest of that game, going, "Shit, I still don't know if I can make one." Right. Like, and then, and then, his first opportunity to get one, like, I don't care that he's hit those other field goals. If you have to hit an extra point after you miss four of them. To tie this game up, to send it into overtime for the to go to the NFC title game, that's a different pressure, man. And I would have loved to watch that because I'm like, this shit, <laughs> the dramatics of that. I was like, how am I looking forward to a kick? Because I felt like the rest of the game was kind of meh, you know. Like, I, even though it wasn't a blowout, I it was never the, felt like to the me it was, Dallas, the, it was.
1: To me, it was the best game of the of the weekend. Yeah,
0: it, it, because all the rest of the <laughs> games were just so bad. Like, I didn't foresee. I picked the Bengals to win. I didn't foresee them winning in the blowout. Right. Um, I picked San Fran to win that. I obviously KC. And then Philly. And then yeah, I actually thought the Giants were gonna shock. I picked the Giants to win that game, man. And really? They got smashed. Yeah, I, no, should've, man. I, I should've I should have went that, with I conventional thought, wisdom, which is like Philly yeah, was gonna rock em. I thought Philly I didn't,
1: know that, I didn't know they were gonna blow him out like that. I thought I thought the Giants would show up better. Um, but I thought Philly was gonna win. I do. I like Jalen Hurts, bro.
0: Yo, so speaking of course so while I'll I'll sit here and um talk shit, how I was right about Russell Wilson and Dak. Jalen Hurts is making me eat my words right now, man. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was an NFL quarterback. And he has gotten progressively better. And I think more than anything, what I like about Jalen Hurts, his decision making has been so good. Like when I've watched the games of him um, where he knows sort of when to take off and then slide. And then the reads he's making with defenses, I'm like, I that like he's picked it up. Bro, but I, I have to say, I think the best thing that happened to Jalen Hurts was the adversity that he faced in Alabama and then having to leave to Oklahoma and then having to get doubted and not getting picked like in the first round.
1: Because even in Oklahoma, I mean, he was good, yeah, but
0: he wasn't great, but he wasn't great. And so, you know me, like I always knock these quarterbacks to go to these big name programs because you play with the best, but I think what separates Jalen, it's the same thing that separates Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow went to Ohio state, but wasn't a starter. And then has to work his way into LSU I go these guys I think the guys that have to get some adversity it's like yeah you're talented enough but man but but are, are you gonna work hard enough like when when, when shit hits the fan like yeah. are you gonna have are you gonna have the guts to stick in there because it's hard to when, when you're the quarterback at Alabama or Oklahoma and you can just walk down that hallway and do whatever you want and you basically run this like it's hard to want to get up at 5 a.m. and watch tape and do some push right, or whatever right. like and I think having to do that I think you're seeing that with Jalen Harris man that guy's trajectory and then even when he talks man you go like okay there's a leadership quality there that his team clearly respects him and um and he's the same dude he's kind of evil all, the time. Ill, all yeah. the time and and I and I think I underestimated that or didn't know about that with him and I didn't think he was an NFL quarterback man but so far I'm like dude he has proven me wrong. Now I do think Philly comes back to reality here next season. They may win it this year because I I mean they're really good right now so it's tough. Like I I I'm still sort of picking San Fran to win that game. Yeah even yeah. with
1: Brock Purdy, man? Yeah,
0: man, I, I still I'm still picking them. I'm not confident in that pick, but I'm still picking them. I think it I think it'll be uh uh Niners Bengals Super Bowl. And whether or not Philly wins, I, I I don't know yet. But if or if Philly gets by and they win, I, I think this is their window to win this and then it's gone. Because I think what happens with Philly is that now you're gonna have to start paying these guys. Like they the the sort of the it's perfect it's a perfect storm of stuff right now. You're not paying Jalen Hurts. You're not playing, um, was it uh the kid from Alabama, the wide receiver. Uh, is it Adams Devonte Devontae Smith? No, Devontae Smith. Um yeah, so you're paying Devontae Smith. Which um, by
1: the way, he threw to C D Lamb in college. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, so so I think this is the Eagles window. So I think if they don't get it this year, I don't imagine that they're this dominant next season because now you have a whole off season of people watching tape right and doing that. But I really want to see how Jalen then responds to that. What happens when now you've progressed and you've, you've sort of taken this, you you've taken it up a level and now everyone else has to match you. Yep. Like, do you have, do you keep doing that? And, and i uh, man, based on what I've seen in this kid's like sort of work ethic and his f- sort of football IQ and the ability to make some of these throws that I didn't think he had it in him. I'm like, Man, he's. I think he's gonna have an okay career, man. Yeah, man. Be I've fun. been,
1: I've been rooting for him, man. Yeah, I, yeah he's like, hard to I, root against, bro. Sure. Like yeah. he's one of the, like when, when, he was in college and, and and at Bama, and then they bring in Tua to replace him in a national championship game, and then and then he leaves
0: for Oklahoma. I, I, I felt bad for him then. Yeah, me too. Um, he gets it, pulled at halftime of a national title game, man. Yes, Ugh. and then,
1: but to see him still get drafted, not high but he still got drafted and it's to come to the NFL and he's now in what year three. Yeah. And to come into his own, like, like he has, man, it just speaks to the amount of work that that guy has put in. Um, it's the, the, yeah, I, it's so good. You, and to you can teammates talk the, about him yeah, yeah
0: and, and to see how he commands like the huddle and, you know, like uh, um, the, the pre-snap sort of like reads that these guys make that, you know, you give a lot of credit to, to like the, You know, the the Peyton Mannings and, and, you know, like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's and even Donovan McNabb. Like, you know, these guys were good pre-snap, like where they're just calling you out of things and and they're reading the defenses. And to see Jalen Hurts sort of make that evolution of the like, you see him pre-snap, like making changes. and, And sometimes he changes just the direction of the run or whatever it is. And you're just like, okay they trust you to do that, A. But then you're making the right calls. You're making these right decisions, right. man. Like, like, you're not relying on your talent, on your legs and all that stuff. And so he's been, uh, or his arms. So, yeah, man, I, I, I like to see it, man. I was so wrong about him because I didn't think he was going to cut it at all. Um, I do want to say this, though, man. Jalen Hurts
1: and Brock Purdy will be playing this weekend for NFC Championship. <laughs> and both of them <laughs> together don't add up to my age. <laughs> For real? Is that a fact? For, they, they're 47 together. together? I want to say, yeah, they're 23 and 24.
0: Bro, Brock Purdy, though, that <clears> kid <throat> might be the oldest 20-year-old on earth, bro. What is Brock Purdy, 24
1: and 22? No, no, 23 or 24. One yeah. of the, I, I think Jalen Hurts is a year older. I think yeah. he's 24, and then Brock Purdy is
0: 23. Wow. I'm 48. So they're 47 together. Damn. You know what I love, though, is that you got to think about the four quarterbacks left. sort of the young guns of the oh i love it bro it's so good man like you said i I, I
1: was kind of worried i mean i'm not listen i'm I'm a big brady fan but i was glad to see both aaron Rodgers and tom brady get bumped this new this new class of quarterbacks in the nfl and then and then and then um uh, who's the guy from from uh, Baltimore that we've been talking about? Oh,
0: uh, Lamar Jackson.
1: Lamar Jackson is missing from this yeah. equation, right? But man, the, the the new class of QBs is is phenomenal.
0: Man. Oh my god, dude! Like you said, I, it's funny, man, because I I always um I'm not old enough yet to have seen like multiple cycles of people, right? Like I'm like I as a kid, I watched the Dante Culpeppers and I saw the end of Marino and I saw the end of Young and all that stuff, right? But uh, then if I'm looking at my sort of generation of from my teens to now it was tom brady and aaron Rodgers and the end of brett Favre and ben roethlisberger and these guys like it's weird because it's like oh man i'm never gonna get to see these guys again right it's like this this weird feeling of like man do i fuck what a bummer these guys are on their way out and i feel that way sort of in the nba about like lebron like man lebron's out and like wade's already left and and you know kobe's not playing and you see the carmelos and you're like fuck what's this next things like but in the nfl man these guys are so fun to watch, man. The new generation. said like in that you can throw in Justin Herbert, you can throw like it, there's just so many young quarterbacks coming up right now that you're just like, man, this is going to be a really fun league for for the Dude, next decade.
1: If Lamar Jackson plays in that Baltimore Oh, Saturday they win game, because they you don't have, they probably win, win that win.
0: Game. Like Cincinnati lucked out for sure in that game because um him sticking the ball out cost them that game. Yep. And you know, it sucks because you never want to fault the player for trying to win that game. And, no,
1: and no, no. It was right? the right play. It was the right play.
0: But it's funny because they always tell you, like, don't stick that ball out unless you're, like, right there and you know it's going to cross the plane and don't yeah. leave it hanging out there. And fuck, man, like, who who could have seen that coming? But you said if Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson's even in the playoffs, man. Like, how fun would that have been that you get this round where it's, like, Lamar Jackson. If you still had Garoppolo in there or even Trey Lance, like, Brock Purdy's sort of... we like. Spoiled with a whoa, whoa, here's another young guy. But if that San Fran team still had, you know, Trey Lance, they're probably still here. They're probably still here with Garoppolo, I think, because the rest of that roster is so good. Like, it, I, I don't know about Trey Lance, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him enough. But I feel like that team around is uh, around, uh, 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 yeah, just don't throw, don't just throw, don't throw picks. picks. That's it. Uh, so. Fuck man, it's so fun. And the Bengals to me, man, have become like my de facto second root, in t- like the, the team that I root for. Bro. Second, man, they're I, so I don't fun, see man. them losing, bro. They're, dude, they're so fun. Joe Burrow, so cool. There's like. Joe Burrow has this swagger about him that you're just like, man, there's like this fine line between arrogance and this swagger that I like, I want to root for you. Perfectly, and he bro. talks it so good, man. I'm like, dude, you're so good. Like even his little shit talk where the girl interviews him and she, they were talking about the whole neutral site game and he goes like, I better send those refunds. And he, and like, you can't even be mad. Like, it's not even arrogant. It's like, yeah, bro. Like, goddamn right. Like, you better see, you know what I mean? Like, and the Bengals have become like now, like since my team's like no like, not in it. Like they're like the team that I root for. Like with the it's so funny because normally I would have picked like the Giants because I have family that are like big Giants, yeah. fans. And I did root for them in their game, but like the Bengals have become like my favorite team to watch. Dude, I think they're gonna beat KC. I think so too. Yeah, I think, dude. I think if you're KC, you've lost to them three times in a row, and this will be four. I and think it's hard to overcome that. Patrick Mahomes has the high ankle, ankle sprain. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know, man.
1: That's it's, it's going to be like it be a might fun get weekend. ugly,
0: like the Buffalo game. Like, it, are they both
1: on are both games on
0: Sunday? Or is yeah, one both Saturday? on Sunday. They are yeah. both Sunday. Yeah, both Sunday. So, uh, yeah, man. I yeah, and so you could potentially get a Bengals. Dude, imagine you get a either one is good. You get Bengals, Eagles. That'll be fantastic. You get the, Niners. I'm so happy that these four not Niner, teams Eagles. that are in it. Yeah, I don't even care. Like, whoever ends up making it. I'm happy to watch the game. Yeah, cuz it's not going to be a boring game either way because if you get Eagles KC, whoa. Yeah. And if you get if you get KC San Fran, you get that rematch, right? No yep, we, yes. yep. yes. Yeah, you do. You get that from rematch a few week, from, from a, a year few years ago. ago. Like how good is that? And in Bengals That was That was
1: KC's oh, that was Patrick Mahomes'
0: only Super Bowl. Yes, was against that's what right. against and San he was Fran. losing that whole game until the end. He was losing until like 5 4 minutes left in the in the fourth, right? Something like that. And then you get the Bengals, who lost last year. Who are looking for redemption. Who are looking for redemption. And so, like, who did they lose to last year? Who won the Super Bowl last year? That's right. So, like, you get the Bengals. Did the Bengals beat San Fran or the Eagles? Dude, if Joe Burrow ever got a decent offensive line, that team's going to be scary as fuck. Like, (laughs) he doesn't even have protection, which I think is another – it's telling about the Bills – the Bengals played with three missing players off their—three starters missing yeah. from their offensive line, and they didn't get a it single sack. Matter. They didn't get a single sack, which is crazy. Last year— the, They're missing uh, uh, Von Miller. Bro, as a bitter Titans fan, last year in the playoffs, the Titans sacked him 11 times and still lost. I think it's a playoff record. They've sacked him 11 in, in one in times game? in one game God, and still lost God to the Bengals in that it. game. Like it, And then the—and Bills didn't get to him once. And they have like a, a offensive line that's like duct taped together. Like right. that's crazy. Man. That's nuts, dude. Dude, so really quick, predictions: Brady
1: comes back. Brady comes back, but goes to I don't know, maybe Miami. Okay, that's what I think. I think it's Miami, Miami or or like a uh, Raiders. No, I don't San think. Fran? I don't think. I, I think San Fran, but now like if if Brock Purdy. Actually, if Brock Purdy even loses this weekend, how do you not start that guy next year? Yeah,
0: I think so, too. I think Brock Purdy has become the starter in San Francisco. Yeah, because you let you let Garoppolo go. I don't know what happens to the, to the contract with Trey Lance. But no, you keep him on as a backup, and then I think you trade away Garoppolo. And then I, I do think Brady ends up a Dolphin or a Raider. Those are the only two teams. I don't I think.
1: think they're Raiders, man. No,
0: yeah, no, if I had to bet, I'm, I'm probably picking the Dolphins. Because um, I think that he'd want to stay in Florida now, and then I think his kid, I think his Brady, kids are here too, yeah, like, his kids are here. But I also think Brady. So his kids are here. That roster is phenomenal. He looks at that O line and those receivers, and he's like shit. And I also think that he goes, wait, the Bills are on their way down. Like I think people look at Josh Allen as an obstacle, and it's really not right now because that Bills team, man is very Josh Allen like sort of like I think Colin Kyle was talking about this like if he has a bad game they have a bad game like yeah. there is no but they can't beat you any other way and so I think if you look at Brady I don't think that scares him I also think he's petty enough to want to beat Belichick twice a year so Ooh. in that division I didn't think about that so I think he'd they, want to do that they just hired uh, Bill O'Brien yes they hired him back to Which, be their offensive uh, coordinator good, good for them yeah they need to man they, they fucking had uh, Patricia as the offensive <laughs> who's never yeah any So I think that, dude, I think, it's funny, man, the Aaron Rodgers thing, I kept, there was rumors that Tennessee might sort of make that phone call, which I I think they'd be crazy not to at least ask the question. Um... I don't think Aaron Rodgers changes the Titans because the issues with the Titans are if you don't address that O-line it doesn't matter like right. you know I saw what Brady looked like without an O-line this like oh, two weeks ago that was so, bad so I don't think it matters but uh, you know whatever you know maybe he ends up a Titan but I actually think if I had to put money on it I think Aaron Rodgers walks away I think he retires Yeah Yeah I think that Dude, he retires I'm Aaron Rodgers Cowboy can you imagine, man? To, so I, I I wouldn't put it against him just because I think it would give him a chance to play in the NFC. But, dude, just to give you a wilder scenario here, Minnesota Vikings. You get to play Green Bay twice a year, and then you have a roster that's already sort of built for a championship because their defense is good. Everything else on there is good. You might be a quarterback away. You, go, you get to play indoors. Yeah, you're in Minnesota, but you get to play indoors most of your games. And you're a, you're a 39-year-old quarterback. I'm like, and you get to go stick it to your old team twice because he's bitter. But, but do you um, – is his contract up now? No. So he has to request a trade. And this is why I lean towards they, retirement. They, they won't trade him in then, then, division. No, probably not. But this is why I lean towards retirement because I think it's not only is he – so he has to tell them, yo, trade me. But then he also has to approve who he gets traded to because I'm pretty sure he has a no-trade clause. So I, yeah, I, this, I, I'm leaning retirement, man. Uh, something strikes me that Aaron doesn't give a fuck about football no more like I think if Aaron walked away tomorrow he'd be okay with what he accomplished and I think unless a team so like a San Fran like I could see him doing that but I think Brock Purdy has made that really hard for San Fran to go yeah we yeah our thing holding us back as a quarterback like I think it's really tough to right, make that decision right now San Fran it's, <clears throat> that's not it like you're really good you just need to you, you know you just need a game where, yeah. where, you, where you win it Like and, I, and so you figure at this point Aaron Rodgers would
1: be uh, just a, a freaking salary cap hit
0: yeah, so do you do you bring them on for one or two years, potentially ruining the chemistry you have built there that you could have a dynasty yeah, no. in San Fran, right? And and that's why I think like the deeper San Fran gets into the playoffs, the less likely I think they're they're going to go Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. So then what that leaves me with is like he's not going to go to like Houston because he's not going go to no. The rebuild. No, no, no. Yeah, I think Tennessee was only because I think he likes Rabel and I know he's built property in Nashville. But I go, do you want to be part of a rebuild there? Because unless Tennessee makes massive free agent signings at, on the O line and you need a receiver, the defense is okay. Like they'll hold their own. So, yeah, maybe you could talk him into that. But it's like, okay, he has the same situation he had in Green Bay no O line, you know, no receivers, no, like, why would you leave? So, you bring, I, the more I think in, about it,
1: bringing Devontae Adams.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Well, and he's Aaron
0: in, well, he's in mm. uh, Oakland or not yeah. Oakland in Las yeah, Vegas, who's Vegas. also in the on the market for a quarterback. Which you know, Derek Carr, not as not as sexy of a name right now, but Derek Carr ends up, I think, somewhere that, like with Houston. Does he end up in? I forget. Uh, the Jets are probably on the market for a quarterback. They does absolutely Aaron, are. So do, does Aaron Rodgers go no. to the Jets? I, I don't think so either. I don't think no, that's worth dude. it because I think if, if at thirty nine, bro, you go no. to a, a contender. Yeah, and that's what I think. I'm like, you have to believe that the Jets are a quarterback away from a title. Right. And that's why I'm like, the more I think about it, the more I think he walks away, man. I I just, I think if you're Aaron Rodgers, the only reason to play at this point is to win a title. And so, unless you can get traded to a situation where you really feel like, oh, I can win the title here.
1: All right, man, give me predictions.
0: Uh, What you got? For For the the playoffs? For the Super Bowl. For Super Bowl. Uh, I I think it's Bengals Niners, man. Yeah? Bengals Niners. Super Bowl. I, th- I think it's Bengals, Philly. Bengals, Philly. Yep. Yeah. Either one is going to be awesome to watch, and actually, you can swap in KC for any of those. Yeah. Wrong, and it's going to be a fun Super Bowl, man. No, no. That's... Dude, if you want to see a high-powered, I think it's Eagles and any one of the two teams from the AFC. Like, like KC. Can you imagine Eagles KC? That would light it either up. Either one. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. It's going to be a fun, fun one. Either way, man. That's going to be really cool. Really cool to watch. So. All right, man. Ooh. Yeah, man. Did you see? What do you want to get into next? Um,
1: I see. These major companies, man, a few major companies actually are dropping college requirements for new hires.
0: So we've been res- talking about this
1: shit for oh my! I don't God, know. Bro. This is the beginning of this the fucking of podcast, podcast, man.
0: Bro. And before the podcast, we'd always talked about the school system. Like, uh, so do you think that's in response to sort of that trend, that that change, in the trend that people don't go to college? Or do you think that's in response to the shortage in the workforce, or no, a combination? Because, I
1: mean. So, if you look at these uh, these companies—Google, EY, Octa, Penguin, Random House, Microsoft, and Apple—the majority are all tech companies who are laying people off. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like Google lay some people off. Um, I know Meta laid people off. I don't know if Apple did that Amazon yet. I believe did. Amazon did. Right. So, I don't think it's because of that. I think it's because people are are shying away from college but still able to get the skill set if you want to be a programmer and i'm not saying programmer is the only thing here but you can learn all this shit for free online yeah yeah any plus you want to learn is online right plus google has their their thing with a you can go and get like certified, certified yep. in certain in certain uh, um you know sort of sort of tech uh jobs you know, through Google. And I'm sure there's other companies that offer that as well.
0: And the AI. Did you see the chat GPT? Oh, my did, did God. Did you see this? So we were talking about this on here a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Did you see what it did to the MBA exam for Wharton? <laughs> it of the most. It passed to <laughs> Wharton. I think it got a B on that exam. And that's and it one of the, the most prestigious business schools in the country. Yeah. And it also did it on the... Uh, the, on bar. the bar. Yep. And then the other one. I think it was yep. a medical one. It passed too. So it, it, it didn't ace it 100%. Right but it passed them. Yeah. So I think this we are is-
1: entering into another, another place, bro. Right. Oh, now, it's
0: un- uncharted waters. And man. we
1: talked about this. I think it was last week or no, it was the last week. Cause we weren't here last week, but uh, several weeks ago, perhaps like I'm, and I'm not giving my kids this information, but I'm going, yo, my kids by senior year, they'll be using and probably by next year, They'll be using Chat GPT in some aspect of their of their schoolwork. Absolutely. To write papers, paragraphs,
0: you know, essays. It's gonna be their version of like what Spark Notes was for us, or like Cliff Notes or what, Like But even better, because it's literally the answer to It's the answer. Or I think now you get like Course Hero or, you know, those sort of sites that
1: But dude, there's so many like there's so many a i like sites popping up that do a range of things and and i'm I'm going man like these 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 kids are about is school's about to get real easy,
0: yeah, dude, I know someone who's <clears throat> uh i can't tell you who they are I can tell no, you off, okay. off air but who invested in AI for the last couple of years, like someone who's creating a company, yep, and it's <clears throat> funny because even they were telling me sort of like that how not only their investment has grown exponentially, but the sort of offers that they're getting from existing companies, uh, you know, whether it be Microsoft or other major tech companies that are sort of trying to buy in early into their company and they keep turning it down because they're like, no, we're, we, we've got something. And so they're, they're doing sort of rounds of investment, but they're not sort of trying to flip off the company yet or, or spin off the company yet. They, um, and it's wild because this person has been doing this for years before, you know, like chat GPT was like a big thing before yep. all this stuff. And it was all, it was AI based. And the way they were telling me that it learns and that it programs and it was, it's literally like an app and, and it learns and it interacts and it does all this stuff. And you just go, man, that sounds pretty wild in the future. That's going to be crazy. And you're like, Oh shit, we're there. The future is now. The future is now. Yeah. It's, it's just so wild, man. Um, uh, to to see how this stuff is changed it's funny, man, because I'm looking at it and I'm going, "Fuck, I'm not using this like I should be. I need to be using this like I'm fucking around with it, asking it like stupid shit." Dump and I'm shit. going, "Like this could actually be really, really helpful right now." <laughs> like- yeah, like even like at at, at your job. Oh my God. Yeah, bro. It, it's, it's just so good. Like I said, I, I think I've joked around with trying to get like titles for the podcast where I'm like, I've literally have typed in podcast. We talked about this, 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 and it, did the same thing. And it gave me, titles. <laughs> dude, some of them were fucking good. Yeah, I'm like, damn, thing. I should have did that. And it was like, um, you know, like I know I've heard of podcasts and sort of YouTube creators using it to write them a script or using it to come up with like an outline. And, and I'm like, Man, how long before, you know, like you and I meet up and we're like, yo, we want to talk about X, Y, Z. And then we just plop it in and it just gives us like a list of, you know, whether it's topics or articles or talking points or whatever it is. But you just go, oh, fuck, yeah, cool. I I can jump straight to that. I know what I feel about these things. Like, it's so crazy to see, man. It's wild. Like, so you think these requirements are being downgraded well i guess that that adds another element that going back to your story is like, it's not downgraded man i think that you look for the skill and not the not the degree right so yeah you you're less concerned about the sort of like uh academic accolades and and the the whatever shit on paper versus which is funny man because i mean you've known me for a long time like my my struggle i would have say like early in my career for a long time was the sort of the degree and um and in some ways it still is right like like uh I've made it to a certain point in my career where most people would have had to have an MBA or right. some, you know, some other sort of like professional certification. And I've gotten there with like a bachelor's, but my bachelor's didn't even come till way later. And so, uh, and one of the things I always preach is like, but, but like, I know the stuff, like, why do you want this piece of paper? And I know the stuff and sort of, I and I, I sort of had to rely on people taking a chance on me who knew me or who right. knew I could do it. <clears throat> I couldn't just go into a place with like hey yeah I know this you know they're like no but do you have a degree in this it's like no I'm degree right. you know like it, it was just and, and it's interesting to see this sort of like I always felt like I was being shafted and to just see the world sort of like make that it makes me feel a little less crazy or a little less egotistical I think because I think at the time like, people look at you it's just like now you're being arrogant about it I'm like no but I really don't think that I need to go to school to you know like it was just like it, and it was like, it's not that I felt like I didn't need to know this stuff. It was like, no, I can know this stuff and not have to go and get not have green. the paper. Right? And, yeah. And, and, and I always valued the experience over education. Now, listen, there is absolute value in getting an education and sort of rounding out those rough edges, I think, but there's nothing replaces, I think real world experience. And, and I felt no, like I had that in not. abundance. Yeah.
1: Absolutely not, man. And, and I think after, after graduating from college, and, and going into the workforce, I would say that the majority of shit that is actually useful in the workplace, I learned
0: in the workplace. Yeah, it's all practical day to day, like doing your job. Like, yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's interesting, man. Do you think that's like a trend that continues now where companies just start to go? And, and then how do you measure that? Where you just go, OK, I don't want this certification. I don't want this degree. But, I need to know that you're capable of handling this job. Do you think that becomes more test? Do you think the interviews get more stringent? Do you think i don't know
1: man I think I think that we're in a we're in a phase where things are changing and people are not going to college as much and 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 companies are beginning to accept that and beginning to accept um you know like uh, uh maybe certifications mm-hmm. you know instead of the degree. I think that we're just in this phase where it's almost like a testing phase, where, where you go, let's see what kind of workers, you know, we end up getting, and are they less than the the folks that we were getting previously with degrees or not?
0: Do it, and I um, so if I go back, say, a decade, I remember interviewing for a major international brand based here in Orlando, and. The interview, like past the interview portions. And then I got into this phase where it was like testing. They gave me like real world scenarios. And and I felt like they were real world scenarios of things they were trying to do. And it was like, hey, we want to do X. Tell us why or why not this is a good or bad move. And so then you could ask questions like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And, I, and and the idea behind it was I shouldn't have been able to come up with an answer. Like there wasn't a right answer. It was they wanted to see how I would go about getting there. Okay. And so, and I didn't know this, of course, until afterwards, but because I, I remember them telling me and, and like sort of my initial response was, well, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this and this, and then it leads to this. And then I remember like taking a pause and I remember going, yeah, I don't think I have enough information. And the guy was just like, Yeah. So, so what do you need? And I was like, well, I'd need to know this and I need to know this and I, there's this other piece and then, like sort of going down that road and then having a conversation with him afterwards and he was like, no, that's exactly sort of where we wanted to go. It was like, I didn't need you to tell me like You didn't 17. want the answer. I didn't want the answer. I wanted to know how you would get there. Right. And then fast forward like a decade later, I would say like within the last year, I've been in scenarios as well where I've spoken to companies and some of them have either given me sort of like online tests yep. and, and some of them, it's the you know, the stereotypical personality shit to make sure you're a good fit, whatever, culturally. Um <laughs> If you were in a blender, oh my god. And you were the size of a nickel, how do you get out? How do you get <laughs> You could be any type of fruit. What type of fruit would you be? And why wouldn't you jump into the blender with said nickel? <laughs> like So you get those dumbass ones and then you get like I I got legit like I felt like I was second in SAT. And it really? was like these legit exams, and I'm just like, hmm. But you're letting me take this at home, and it's timed, but I have the internet. I have a phone. I can just like, oh, right. answer to that as is. And you're giving me drop downs, and you're Could giving. Could you me, imagine like, with ChatGPT? It's just yeah. It's, it's it was just a strange <laughs> thing. And I remember just thinking like, what do you? I guess what is it that you're looking to, to to know here? I've also seen people give you like written exams, and then you like fill in answers and you submit it back. Like it's just. Really strange, Those are man. Odd. Yeah, I, I just—I I, mean—and I don't know what the right answer is, man. I can say that unequivocally. I have found that in hiring people, I can generally talk to you and know whether or not you're full of shit. Especially if I know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like if I'm interviewing for a certain role. Like there has been roles. <laughs> Nothing to go too far off. I have interviewed for roles that for whatever reason they reported to me and I had no fucking clue what those things did. Yep. And I was super transparent about that. And I remember doing research and talking to people that I knew in those fields and then going like, and then interviewing the person and trying to figure out, and it was harder to figure out if they were full of shit because I wasn't too sure about yep. my thing. But then when it comes into the stuff that I'm sort of comfortable in, I can sort of spot that. And so it just becomes one of those things of like, do I want to work with you or not? You know, like it was just like, it's just one of those. So I, yeah, man, I don't know what you do with this. Like if you, because I, I never thought the degree was the end all be all. So then now do you rely on these exams? Do you rely on field? Do you rely on? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, said,
1: I, I think this is, this is sort of an, an experimental uh, portion of the, of, of the workforce and, and how we're going to be fulfilling those positions. Yo, man, how are we doing on time? I know, I know we're, Yo, we're right long. at an hour, bro. Okay, good. Um, Who you got? What you got? What I want to hit you up on something. So coming into 2023, we are only, what's today? The 24th? Yeah. We had 24 days into 2023 and so far in the US we've had 39 mass shootings. We're back baby. We're back. back. (laughs) America baby. (laughs) (laughs) Take that COVID. It's not a good look. Oh was it a brag? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But keeping that in mind are you afraid
0: of dying? Man so I, so personally, yep. I have a suffocating fear of death. Like, I don't, maybe or maybe now we've talked about this, before. I don't even yeah, know if I've no. told you this. Like, you've, you've told me that you, like, almost, but
1: but I think you've framed it around almost like a FOMO.
0: Yeah, so, but I will say, okay, yeah, so that's good. So I don't know that I've ever even said this out loud. Like, once every four months, I have a day where I'm consumed by that thought. Okay. Like, that, that fear of dying. And for that day, I'm so anxious. Like, like a desperate, just it's not even anger. It's it's not even sadness. It it's literally like a desperate um feeling. Like the best way I can describe it is like I, I feel like you're in a pool of water and it's just getting closer to like covering your nose and your mouth. Okay. And I and like it's just like really desperate, anxious feeling. And it happens to me like once every three or four months. And it's all surrounded of, for whatever reason, that day I'll think about dying. And then I think about what that means about the FOMO. And I think about everything that I miss out on. I think about all the things that I haven't done. I think about what happens when i'm not here and like the the thought of like the world existing without me in it just consumes me really because like i like it's not that i feel like the world revolves around me but it's almost this thing like i only know this world with sort of me in it and so like the fact that i could the, the fact like like me it's incomprehensible for me to think of that the world could go on without me like even though i know that it's like this thing of like fuck there's so much that's gonna happen that i'm never gonna see There's so much that's going to happen that I'm not going to, and then I just, and then I get caught up in the thought of like, what haven't I done? Uh, Or what do I want to do? Uh, What would make me feel fulfilled? Because I go, does that come from a feeling of never feeling fulfilled? Due to the point where it's like a desperation, like it's so bad. And I used to get it as a child. Um. And so that's how I know. It's this thing, like I used to get it as a child and, and, and I went through phases as a child where this thought would consume me for like a week or two at a time. And then as an adult, it's happened less frequently, but it still happens, man, where I'm telling like three times a year, I'll have a day where I'm just like, it makes me sad and it makes me desperate and it makes me angry. and it ma- Like it's all these emotions, man. And then at the end of it, I'm left with like disbelief and almost like, I don't wanna accept the fact that that's gonna be a reality. Okay. And then, if you ask me, what is it that I would want to accomplish? I couldn't give you that answer.
1: Well, hold on. So let me. So for me, I don't have a, a, a necessarily a, a fear of death. Um, I would say, like, I don't. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. Not not now, anyway. Right. Um, I'm afraid of not being there for my sons. Yeah, because I know there's there's still times. When I wish my father was here because I want to selfishly run things by somebody who has my DNA. It's a great way to put it. And so and so I don't like my dad lived a long life. And so I don't I'm like, you know. Kudos to him, yeah, like you don't feel like his, his time thing. was cut short per no say, but absolutely I mean yeah. it was ninety almost ninety two yeah when he when he passed, right, so for him i think i think I think that he was fine, but for me, and so I don't think that there's anything that that I need to do in order for me to be okay with dying, so then my only thing is like I just want to be here as long as I can, in case my son's need to Ask me something, or run something by me, or get my perspective on something. Right, like that's that's kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, but in thinking about that, I wonder if there's anything. Even even for me, is there any? And I, but I'll ask you: Is there anything that you? Because you talked about things that maybe you haven't done, bucket lists, things of that sort. Is there is there a list, or is there a thing that If you did it and you were on that brink of death, you could be like, you know what? I did my thing.
0: No. No? So I think that because, you know, like, touching on what you were saying, I think about that a lot. I think about, like, my son at 50, my daughter at 50. Like, I'm young enough that I should be around. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm not, fuck, I want to know what their life turns out to be like. I want to know. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the idea that they're going to live, you know, hopefully a really long life after me that i'm gonna miss that sucks like just the thought of that it, again it, it'll consume me for like a day or two it's just like well fuck man what what happens if like i don't know everything like you do life changes so fast every day it's like what if i go and you know my daughter my son they have like different they change career paths and they do this and they do that and like that like the fact that i won't be around to see that like kills me and then i so i think that's why i couldn't have something that I could do that I go I'd be okay because I think it's it's not really a matter of doing a thing. It's the fact that things are still happening around me that I really wanna be there for. I really okay. wanna be present for. And I and I could take that for like, you know, God forbid, like people people lose kids and they, they outlive their kids. Like I hope that never happens oh to me. God, that's, that would that's be the, that's the nightmare, that's bro. That's the nightmare scenario, right? And then you go, <laughs> at that point, do you then sort of like want out because you 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 know, like you're not even supposed to outlive that, but then I go I don't know, but then I, I, what if they had kids and then I want to see what, you know, like it's just that whole thing where you go, I I see older people all the time and I, and I've, and I've like talked to them about this and they all sort of are like, man, I'm just tired. I'm ready. Right. Right, Like you get that scenario where there's like, "Ah, I've done stuff, man, I'm good. And I just go, are you though, man? Or or like, 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 are you good? Or is it that you're just so physically worn out and at that point that you're just sort of like yeah man if I can't live the way I used to then I want out I but want if you out. were 70 years old and modern medicine and you felt pretty good like like to me like would you actually still feel that way like would you actually be like nah I'm I'm, like I don't I can't imagine there being anything on your list that you could check that you're like yeah I'm, I'm good like I just can't imagine that because there's always well, uh, things to check the reason why I asked you
1: that was I heard an interview recently with Rick Rubin okay uh, you know famous producer right oh he's the man yeah yeah he's yeah. great um where he told he told a story of um his house was on fire and his wife and he goes he goes yo man i have come to a place to where my wife he goes i i'm he goes i i i almost like suck as a husband because i go my wife handles all the other shit and so um it's it's late at night and he uh, or his wife kind of gets up comes to the room and yells out something like fire like we have to get out or something like that he wakes up and goes back to sleep because he's like oh she'll take care of it (laughs) (laughs) you got that right (laughs) so so finally he realizes that oh shit my house is actually on fire I need to get out so he recently wrote a book. I don't remember the name of the book. So you guys can go look it up. But he, so he gets up and, and his house is on fire. And he gets to a window. And he goes, from the window, it's too far. Like He goes, like I'll die. Like I, I can't jump out. And to himself, he was like, I wrote the book. I'm good. Like if I don't get out of this, I wrote the book. I wrote the book. I'm good. And so he was at, and so he talked about about sort of like being at peace with not only what he's accomplished. Well, um, I, I would say I actually, I would say that, right? I guess in in a nutshell, he's he's at peace with what he's accomplished throughout his life, to include this book that had been on his sort of list of things to do that he accomplished, and and essentially just go like. I can pass off my thoughts to not only my family, my friends, and whoever else you know knew me from the outside to pass off yeah. my thing. Like I'm good, and I and I and I wonder. I was like, wow, this is so interesting, man, because I wonder if you know, like, I actually have a. I bought this this this, this book um, several years ago, and um, I forget what the the on the on the title. It's a it's a notebook. Okay. Okay. But on the on the front of the cover, it's like I don't know, like my 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 genius thoughts or some shit like that, right? Uh-huh. And so I just write random shit in there, but things that I think that are worth remembering. And I want, and I often wonder, I go like, man, like you know, twenty, thirty, forty years from now, man, will that thing will that thing be full of things that I've thought were worth remembering? Hopefully, and then. Is that my book? You know what I mean. Ah, like, is that is that, that my thing that, that that I'll go like, yo, I, that that's it. This is all I got.
0: Yeah, like I mean, you know that. what I mean. I think it's why I, and I've just and I've sort of like self uh, uh, diagnosed this over or I guess uh uh discovered I'm a, this. I'm gonna let your dog. Go. Yeah, let him. <laughs> the dog is wailing out over here because he wants to get out of the room. Uh, he did, he's done pretty good sometimes when we when we have him in here during a pod but today uh, actually he lasted a while he lasted over an hour he did man he did, <laughs> yeah, he, did he did he did good he did. um do I, I so i've discovered this about me in my in probably in the last couple of years is that I and you've known me long enough at this point I I change did not say I change hobbies but I change hobbies a lot or I get into interests I I, I sort of bounce around to these different interests a lot and a lot of that has to do with it's just shit that I want to experience. Right. Like, in my, like, like I go through life and I'm like, I want to do the skydiving thing. And I'm like, oh, man, I really want to get into scuba diving. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to do stand up comedy and I, I I, want to get into whatever. Like, it could be anything like and I bounce from hobby to hobby to hobby. It could be like board games to this to that. And, and, and I've always done that my entire life. I've always been like and I know you have a son that's this way where he's like hyper focused and obsessive over a specific thing or hobby. For and then a short period of time. For a short period of time. And I've always been that way. And I bounced to the next one. And and I think as I've gotten older, I've realized it was like, it's like, it's like my way of sort of trying to experience as much as I can. Because the ones that I really enjoy, sort of they stick around, but then there's some that I'll enjoy for a while. And I'm like, okay, cool. I tried it. Like what's next? And so I think it's sort of the way of like, uh, of almost me like filling my bucket of getting to the point where hopefully I'm like, I, I wrote my book. But right. like, I don't know if I'll ever get there. I, I, you know, I, I, I think time, you know, maybe there'll be a time where I'm tired and I'm old and right. I'm like, I've done a lot because I, you know, I would say if I sat there and I looked at my life, man, I looked at the things that I've done, you know, I think from the outside perspective, looking in, um, somebody
1: would have said you've done a lot.
0: Yeah. 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 Somebody, so, somebody would go, Holy yeah. shit, man. It's a, it's a good life. And, and I think sometimes like I, I sort of have to take that in perspective. If I, if I wrote out a list of these things that I've gotten to experience, I've been really lucky, man. Um, but in my mind i have all these things that i want to do and they're infinite and so like i i don't have an end to this like list because right. those 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 things sort of just lead to other things you know like do we went skydiving like we both loved it and, and we like we always talk about it like it was such a just like profound experience i think like but from that i w- i remember going down a rabbit hole of i want to do this shit all the time like i want to get um like, I wanna certified and i want to wake up and, and, do wake up and yep. go do that. And, that and so like i go down these rabbit holes of like um I don't know when enough is enough. Like, I don't know. And I want to experience so much. And so it's funny because when I think about like death, I go like, and I say I'm petrified of it. It's like, I'm not petrified of like the, the sort of the act, like how I'm going to go or whatever. Like that part doesn't scares me. It's the, it's the aftermath of death of like what I'm missing out on. It's the FOMO. It's the, like, yeah. it, it's the, I guess the feeling that I haven't written my book like yeah so uh and that i haven't and i think more so i would take it a step further and say i want to see how the books of the people around me that i love and as well and so i think maybe that's the answer selfishly man i've always hoped that you know like there's always these doomsday um that <laughs> we predict we all die yeah that we're all gonna die like Y you know, i2k in 2012 i was like, like i hey, hope that shit thank true. god yeah selfishly <laughs> be i'd be like, like yeah it'd be like
1: fucking the prediction is uh, Russia will nuke the planet in 2030 I'm
0: like let's like- go
1: <laughs> <laughs> selfishly I'm like bring the smoke
0: <laughs> I'm like I don't want you you ain't got a hair on your ass Putin. Bro, you know how fucked up it is that people gonna be having a good time without me <laughs> that shit drives me so <laughs> I'm like y'all still gonna be hanging out drinking this shit without me it's fucked up but e- even the idea of like Yo, there's gonna be some podcast. There's gonna be some movie. There's gonna be some like you know, like you say, like you're talking about the kids before. Like I'm like yo, my kids are gonna do things. You know, they're gonna have decades after me that there's gonna be this whole thing. I'm like, I want to see it. I want to like, I want to. I, 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 just the idea of not being around for that is like suffocating, man. So like uh, that when you asked me that shit, I was like, oh man, that's that's gonna take me down a rabbit hole, bro. Because I was like, I'm not ready like nowhere near. And I'm like, and I don't know what the answer is to. Like, I, I and I'm hoping that like, they're not hoping that I, I... I don't know that it'll matter, but I'm I'm guessing that the older I get, sort of the more accepting I'll become. And this is why I sort of also have an envy to like religious people. Like I'm not religious at all, but I think there's a certain comfort that comes with death to religious. Yeah. Like none of them are dying to die. Like they're not like sort of in a it's rush dying, to die. For the next thing. But they're, you know, like the thought of it being a new beginning instead of an end, right. sort of I can see why people find comfort in that. Absolutely. And I can see why that's the premise behind most religions. So I, I, I do... Uh, I do have an envy of of those sometimes where I'm just like fuck man I wish I felt that way, <laughs> like, my next life is on Mars <laughs> Let's fucking go, bro yeah. <laughs> you they now that we're talking about this shit bro and I, we're hour fifteen in so I, like I, I'll try to not spend too much time on it but they've recently have uh, figured out a way to reverse aging in mice. Um. And uh, these Harvard sciences they successfully reverse the aging process in mice by making like these DNA repairs. Okay. And so they were able to restore things like sites. Like uh, their attention span, the skin tissue oh, so um, you could changes. Reversed, like, like, like yes, that, right. So they were able to sort of reverse the aging process yeah. in these mice, and so they're moving on to like human trials next, and like bigger mammals other than mice. Oh, but wow. the But the trial on the mice have been super successful. So the the next phase is they're going to start trying larger mammals, and then eventually humans. But they essentially think that they can just slow down your aging process. Now, whether that means that you are that on a on a on a cellular level. I don't know how far that and goes thing, or it's right? just, so typ-
1: typically for the aging process is like your your cells stop regenerating. Yeah, what's that? Like mitochondria, what's the I don't know what the fuck is called. Cool. I don't know what that shit is. But your cells stop stop regenerating, so sort so, mm-hmm. so of stop recreating themselves. Yeah. And then and then if you do that with if you think about your organs, right? Like after a while, like if you stop regenerating um, new cells for your organs your organs fail and then you and then you die. you die yeah so if they could find a so they found a way to
0: they've been able to sort to of regenerate that just and regenerate like kind of keep, keep the, the machine going so you can get old and then they're just going No, oh, we're going to revert back like you're going to start gaining your eyesight back you're going to your skin your your skin your wrinkles they can make it go away they can sort of repair That's those insane, cells bro. dude you go okay. So twenty years from now, your your humans are doing that. It's widely available. So does that mean I'm a hundred? I just look younger, or does that mean I'm a hundred and my parts are younger and therefore I last longer and maybe I live to one fifty, like or one thirty or one forty? Like does that you know in our lifetime? I think we're going to find this out. Like barring disease, you figure, and even then, like we're curing a lot of this stuff. It's like maybe living, you know, one hundred ten. 120.
1: There's a lady right now in, in uh, I want to say in, in Italy. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. 115.
0: So Is she now the oldest? Cause the oldest uh, person yes. in the world just died recently. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And so, that, that's the thing.
1: So, like, I go, if, if people are living, and obviously it's a, it's, it's a vast minority mm-hmm. that are living to that age, but we've already shown that it's possible with, you know, with, with medicine and
0: technology, like if you go one fifteen is the norm. Yeah. And the quality of life is good, right? Like, do you start right. to deteriorate at a hundred? It's like, right. Fucking A, I'll take that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You go, okay. At that level, I've got, you know, 70 years to go. Like, it's like, okay, cool. Like that's, yeah. I mean, and I'm one of those people who roots for that kind of shit. I always say like, figure that shit out. Cause I want to live to see as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, Dude, I had a family that, that, that died uh, uh, probably about three,
1: four years ago. And I remember telling um, her son who is in his like 70s and I and I I was like, man, like it's it's so sad in, in one respect that that your mom died. But for you, like you have 20 years left. Like yo what are you doing with 20 years bro that that's a fucking lifetime yeah you're, yeah, yeah
0: and you also yeah like, fuck man
1: you know what i mean it is so like to, to to be able to look at people of that age and especially if the people in, in your family that are living um you know that that are, that are living these long lives into their into their 90s and even you know close to 100 is shit if you're 70 you're going fuck i got 20 years left
0: let's go let's go Dude, I, if you think about 20 years ago, where you were today, like I think about where I was 20 years ago, it was, I was in high school and how significantly life has changed since then. Yeah. And I think about all the events that have happened and it feels like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh man, it's been 20 years already, you know, but at the same time, if I, if I break it down into like eras of my life, a lot has happened. And, and it's just like one of those reminders that so much changes. Yeah. And it goes by quickly. But a lot has happened if you really right. break down the 20 it years. It does, man. Because you think about five years ago, how much things have changed since then. And especially when you're talking about like younger, like your kids. Like you think about your kids five years ago versus your kids now. Like I, it, it blows my mind. Like you know when saying? I look at my daughter, it's insane. Like I was telling you earlier, like I had a conversation with my daughter on, on the way to school this morning. And I was just like, you know, she walked out and I was like, holy fuck. Like, uh, the fact that I'm having these conversations with, like, he's had an adult conversation, yeah, with my child, a, yeah. an adult, intelligent conversation. I had to, like, uh, you know, like I found myself like thinking and then trying to be thoughtful about the answer and then going, like, man, is this going to be one of those conversations that she's going to remember me, my for better or worse? Like, yo, my dad was fucking nut, like he thought this, or you know my dad always said this. You like you always think of people who be like, oh, my dad always told me that blah blah blah, and they have these life lessons, yeah. And you just go, what's that going to be to my kids? Like, I don't, I like, I don't know, and I never sort of set out with this intention of it being that way because i don't think you can plan that i think you just never know what's gonna stick and so i that's like i always wonder like okay what's gonna be the thing they're gonna know me by like i don't what's gonna be the thing that year from now they're gonna go i learned this from my dad or or for better or worse like yo you know my dad did this so fuck i'm staying away you know what i mean like it's just that stuff so yeah that's awesome what a life man
1: on that man, tell them where they can find
0: us. You're not already following us at the Carbon Football Podcast, on IG, The Carbon Football Podcast on YouTube, at Carbon FP Pod on Twitter, uh The Carbon FP on TikTok, and then anywhere where you listen to uh music and your podcast, man. So Amazon music. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Geo7, Ghana, uh, Podchaser, Cast, all of it, man, uh, uh, go on there. Uh, try, there's nothing that we are not on at this point in time, and we keep adding uh, platforms. Uh, that you know as often as we can when they're available to add on. So I think right now we've maxed out. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so so hop on there, uh, hit us with some drinks, hit us hit us with a review, let us know what you guys think, man. Thank you guys for the continuous aboard and the texts and the and the drop ins and the DMs and whatever. Like I get, yeah, I I just talked to not not to, to extend any longer, but I just talked to um. So I, I had a great weekend, man, with some family. We had like a like a guys hang, yeah, and we hadn't done in a long time. It was so I, I needed that. I think more than I knew at the time. And uh, my cousin uh, mentioned something that we talked about on the pod, like maybe like an episode two before, and I didn't even realize he still listened. That was cool oh, for, like dope. to have that conversation, man. So, so shout out to you guys, man. Thank you guys for, for uh, supporting, man. I, I forget that people actually listen.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and, and um, I read an article uh, this week where it was talking about um, the, the, the drop in, in the number of podcasts that were started in 2022 and so yo man shout out shout out to us bro for for fucking staying staying the course oh yeah episode 130 um but it could not be uh you know it, it it would not be what it is without you guys listening and and let me tell you just to just to the whether it's a whether it's instagram um, post or response or a text message, like all of that shit matters. And and like Juan just said, you know, just just knowing that you guys are listening, um, it's fuel. It is, man. It, it is, is really, it's yeah. it, it's it's fuel for us to 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 kind of keep going and 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 keep doing this and and keep researching and 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 planning and all the things that we do is to kind of make this podcast. So we really appreciate you guys, and we will see you next week. See you
0: next week. Hey, hey.